Welcome back to Reflections of Darkness. I'm your gorgeous, quarantined drag hostess, Evil. Coming to you from my, hopefully virus-free, lair of eternal damnation. I hope all of my listeners out there in podcast land are staying healthy while listening to me prattle on about this and that. I also want to thank all of you that voted on Instagram and Facebook for tonight's podcast. But before we get to that, we have quick reflections and a new segment that I'm calling Evil Reads. Oh, or maybe Read by Evil. I don't know. You know, I'll think of something, or if someone sends me an idea. Like I said before, this podcast is a work in progress. Evil, what's evil reading? No, what did I say? Read by Evil, that's it. Well, I just finished Asylum by Madeline Rue. It's number one in a series of three, I think, and there's some small novellas here and there. It was a nice horror fluff book about kids taking college prep classes at an old insane asylum and the hijinks that follow. It's a good turn-your-brain-off-and-enjoy-the-ride books. Nothing too serious or groundbreaking, but it's worth a read. And if any of you out there in podcast land have any books you would like me to read or talk about on the podcast, feel free to DM me on Reflections of Darkness or Evil Queen SF, both on Instagram. Now, for our next segment, your favorite and mine, Quick Reflections. Applause, applause, applause. (laughs) Tonight, our first quick reflection is one of my all-time favorites and one of the 30 horror movies I've seen a million times. It's Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. This movie, it's got a great story. It's got amazing kills, a hot priest, a twist ending. What more do you want? And it has really nothing to do with Prom Night 1, though Prom Night 1 is a fine movie, I guess. But Prom Night 2, so much better. Prom Night 3, meh. Second one in the series, definitely the winner. And also, great soundtrack, you know. So that's why I go back to it over and over again, and I believe you should as well. So, quick reflection number two. Necromancer from 1988. Now, this movie was recommended by one of my tens of listeners. He knows who he is. It's a movie that could have been better with better special effects, because the story, soundtrack, and most of the actors were pretty good. But the demon was awful and looked like jelly smeared on costume shop monster accessories. But I still really liked it. Though, I should warn you out there, there is a massive rape scene that's pretty rough, but it is the catalyst for the movie's plot. But it's still a pretty good movie. And again, it could have been better, and it almost became one of the podcast main movies, but... I thought it was a little too rough for that. Now, for quick reflection number three. Poltergeist 2, The Other Side. Now, I know I have seen this movie some years ago, but there was a lot I did not remember in this movie. All the main characters are back, except for the oldest daughter, who was murdered in real life by her boyfriend. You know, it was part of the poltergeist curse because she was murdered. If you want to look that up, go ahead, Google it. 
uh, Zelda Rubenstein is back as Tangina. Love her. And plus you get new characters. You got the new Native American guy, Taylor. And he and Tangina are out uh, playing archaeologists under the family's uh, plot where the house disappeared in the first movie. Spoilers. Uh, Then they find this cavern, chasm, cavern, with all these old bodies or corpses of the crazy religious nut pioneers that all died following this scary-ass Amish-looking guy who is now alive trying to get Carol Ann. And it goes through some weird stuff with, like, Native American uh, spiritualism and... Did I call him a Native American earlier or an Indian? That's terrible. I should know. Eh, I don't know. Uh, anyways, yes, they're trying to get Carol Ann, and then they go over to the other side as the whole family, and they have to come back, and it's... Somehow the car is alive. I don't know. It's very weird. But it's not as good as the first, clearly. But it's not as bad as the third. So it's a good, you know, B-minus movie. Worth a nice afternoon to kill, and what do you have nowadays but afternoons to kill? So... Poltergeist 2. And that's it for quick reflections. Now on to our main feature. I hope you all enjoy, because you picked this. Tonight's movie, as picked by you out there in podcast land, well, on Instagram and Facebook land, whatever, is Terror Train from 1980, starring Miss Jamie Lee Curtis, one of the, you know, scream queens. Now, as per usual, I have never seen this movie. <laughs> That's just going to be what it is. Uh, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially certain parts of this movie. Now, I do have to say I ruined it for myself because I immediately knew the twist ending in the middle of the movie, which kind of threw me. But we'll go through it step by step. Uh, first, we get a nice cold open. And there's all these kids at a frat bonfire, because they used to have those. And it's New Year's Eve, and all the frat pledges are wearing these hideous beanie hats with little balls on them, and it's just terrible. And you see the guys looking at the girls, and the girls being, oh my god, look at the guys, and everything. And they're trying to get all the pledges laid. And they are talking to this one very small little effeminate one, who's very thin, and they're like, yeah, you got to get that girl. She's looking at you. Look, you're so lucky. Blah, 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 blah. So cut to, they set him up. They t- send her upstairs to get ready for him. And they have this all set up. And immediately as this is happening, I'm like, oh my God, this is such a setup. How does this boy not know? Poor thing. And he goes up there and Jamie Lee Curtis is the, the bait, I guess. And she's like, come in. I, don't be shy. And... He's down to his underwear, the skinny little waif of a boy. And he goes up and he starts to caress the woman on the bed. And immediately he pulls the wig off. And I'm like, God, they could have got a better wig. And then the body falls apart. And it's just this old lady corpse because they're medical students. So they have access to corpses. Gross. And again, they could have found a better looking corpse for this boy. This is some crunchy old woman with like no titties just dead and well anyway he freaks out and has this moment of like twirling around in the curtains and then 
you know, obviously he has gone insane. He has snapped. And then they cut to the title sequence, which is great because it's just this, not silhouette of, but kind of backlit. That's what I want. Backlit train. And I love a train. Been on a train trip across the country and it's just so, I don't know, it just evokes images of days gone by of like lovely train luxury travel and it's cool and it's you know the title sequence and then it pops up in the title sequence it's it's david copperfield as the magician (gasps) typecast much (laughs) but i think this was his first movie maybe his only movie uh yeah we'll get into that later so we find out it's three years later and it's new year's eve again and they all the now seniors, they were freshmen back when they pulled that trick on poor little Kenny at the bonfire. So now they're seniors. And now they're having their big senior New Year's masquerade trip. It's a lot. On this train that just does little short excursions. And for some reason... Whoa, did it just get really quiet in here? What just happened? I don't know. That was weird. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, the train. Something about the train. Oh, yeah, they're all getting on the train, and they all have those shitty beanies still, which three years later, come on. And some of them are in costume, and Jamie Lee Curtis is a pirate, and her boyfriend's dressed as a parrot, and that's really cute. Then there's the guy, Doc, who's, like, the main, like, jockey hunk uh, troublemaker, and he's dressed as a friar, so from now on through this podcast, we're going to call him Friar Hunk, because, because... So anyways, yes. So then it cuts to the little office with the conductor and their office manager, who's this woman in a wheelchair. And they're talking about how there's no uh, radio on the train. (gasps) Foreshadowing much? And then they dance to some music and she's in the wheelchair just going back and forth. And it is such an awkward scene. But, you know, whatever. One of the people that is also one of the seniors of this class is just this goofy jokester who just tells awful jokes and is just won't shut up. He reminds me of Shelly from Friday the 13th. Three, four, whatever. The one that, you know, is practical joker and gets killed and it's funny. He, uh, he is also the first one to be killed and it's a great kill because he's, He's run through with a saber in front of everybody. And everybody thinks it's a joke because he's the jokester. And everybody's like, oh my God, you're so crazy. You're so crazy. And he's like, falls down, rolls under the train. And then everybody gets on the train. And then you see this this hand take the mask off that guy. He was wearing a Groucho Marx mask because he's the funny guy. And then he's under the train. And then you see the train start to move. And it, it cuts to right as it's about to get rolled over. It's a great scene. Great kill. Great end of him. He just got split by the train, too. It was a great first kill for this movie. So they're on the train. And it's going. And people are partying and drinking and having fun. And the seniors are chatting and talking. And then they start talking about how they made Kenny go crazy. And Jamie Lee Curtis is... I don't know where person's name it's fine it's jamie lee curtis she's bitching at him for a second and then she's like oh let's party and drink and it's fine or whatever 
And then they keep cutting back and forth from the party kids to the train conductor and the like engineers chatting about, you know, trains, how they're going to be big. And I have a Winnebago and then train talk and then train, train, train. And then cut back to the kids. And I'm like, why do they keep cutting back to these people talking about trains? It never like fleshes itself out. So we find out that Friar Hunk, the jockey one, is a complete dick. But he's still super hot. Like, every girl has been like, yeah, let me get up under those cloaks. You know, whatever. And you see David Copperfield peeking through the curtain talking about how they're not going to pay attention to him during his uh, magic show. And his assistant's like, oh, it'll be fine. You've worked fret places before. Okay. Can I just say, young David Copperfield in the 70s? Hot. Like, hot. Like, he's like this sexy 70s disco cut jaw fluffy hair. Hot. And he has this, like, forever five o'clock shadow that's not really scruff, but it's like, even when he shaves, it's dark still. Yeah, he was something back then. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we see Groucho Marx is on the train again. He almost gets the girl. But you know it's not Groucho Marx. Clearly it's the killer, right? But the killer put on that guy's costume. So then he gets the lizard guy, who was one of the original guys that fucked him up four years ago, three years ago. Because we all know who the killer is. It's Kenny, clearly. I mean, obviously they set that up. Not a spoiler if you've seen the movie. It's been out since 1980. Deal with it. So he kills a lizard guy in the bathroom. I was like, who takes another guy into the bathroom to have drinks? Mm, There was something going to happen there, but he killed him before it did. Uh, He bashes lizard man in the mirror, and then he locks the guy in the toilet. Like, how do you get a key to the toilet? Like, who did you steal that from? Whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, The magician's assistant... Oh. We get to see the magician's assistant again. Because they put on this magic show. And you're seeing the magic show from, like, the view of the audience. So you're in the audience, and they're on the stage, and you see the magic show, and they reveal... He does, like, you know, some shitty card tricks or whatever that apparently he did in front of the whole crew as if it was a magic, as, as if it was a magic show because he didn't want to spoil the secret of how the magic was actually done, so he did it for everybody. And still nobody knew how he did it. So that was really fun. Interesting tidbit. Anyway, so you're seeing them on stage, and they reveal his assistant. I'm like, that's a fucking drag queen. And then I spoil the movie for myself. It's like, oh, that's the drag queen. Why else would you have a drag queen in this movie unless it was somebody in drag, in a costume? Got it? Get it? (sighs) I don't know. doesn't matter. Then you get this other part where Jamie Lee Curtis, the pirate girl, and her boyfriend, the parrot, have been fighting this entire time. And it goes from... Oh, we're f- I love you, to, oh my god, I hate you, to, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis wants to go fuck David Copperfield, and the parrot's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. 
But then you get this nice little scene between Friar Hunk and the parrot. And it's really like super heavy bromance, which I was think uh, was bordering on a little bit more than that. Too many frat showers together, probably. She's still mad? Yeah, she's still mad. She'll get over it. You know, Doc? I'm not so sure this time. Well, if she dumps, she always got me, you know. <laughs> I mean it. Then the two guys, Parrot and Friar Hunk, take two girls, including a would-be vanity, and the other girl, a blonde, horny girl that just wants to sleep with the Parrot, they take them to the back of the train to the senior lounge. And now it's the cheating train. One other side note. This train has like 50 cars, and it has the, the senior lounge, it has the party car, it has a car with like uh, like a little kitchenette looking thing. It has a dance floor car with a stage. And there's a live band on the train, which is very weird. And then they have obviously the magic show on the stage with a big curtain and a big dressing room behind it. It's like this train is decked the fuck out. I love it. So cut to the conductor again. Uh, he finds the lizard man and he's like, oh shit, I better go tell somebody. He goes, tell somebody. They're talking again. This conductor has so much screen time. I, did, I still don't understand why he is in this movie so much. He's not like an integral part of it, but they're making him that way. Again, there's a whole scene where David Copperfield is kind of cruising Jamie Lee Curtis. And I was like, girl, you need to get some of that 70s David Copperfield because he was hot back then. So then the other conductor or train person goes to look where the lizard guy was and the lizard guy isn't dead anymore. There's no blood left. And it's just this guy acting drunk. And there you go again. The killer has switched his outfit. And I thought this was a great, uh, what's the word I want? This is a great idea. There is that. <laughs> Wow, that's a really hard word to figure out. Idea. Uh, well, no, it's a great idea to have your killer constantly shifting uh, looks. As a drag queen myself, I'm, you know, aware of how, you know, quick changes are. And for him to go from Groucho Marx, spoiler, to the drag queen, to the lizard man, I mean, and then back to drag queen, and then to this and to that, and it's he jumps all over in this movie. And it's amazing. I'm like, this bitch was running. I'm like, how did they not see him running back and forth through all these different cars? Again, cool idea. <laughs> so we get the lizard man and he and Mitchie, the Friar Hunks kind of girlfriend, but they're in an open relationship. Well, they get up in one of those little beds in the train car, which are the tiniest thing. I don't know how you're fitting two people, especially when one's sitting up. Anyway, they're all getting, you know, intimate. And 
there's this great part where, you know, the Mitchie wants some BBC, but the lizard man just gives her a hand. <laughs> And if you have, if you've seen this movie, and if you haven't seen this movie, and you're listening to this podcast, you're crazy. Go watch the movie, and then this. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. Lizard man gave her the hand, and then killed her. And so, I have this note that says David Copperfield is smooth and dangerous with his switchblade, and that just reminds me of I am beautiful and bad from Nightmare on Elm Street three. One of the other movies I've seen 10 million times. In my dreams, I'm beautiful. And bad. And then you see the conductor again talking to Jamie Lee Curtis because he needs more screen time. And she's like, why would people do this? And he's like, well, you know, it's probably some kid on dope or, you know, a crazy person has gotten on the train and we just haven't seen him at all. Who did that to Probably some kid messed up on dope, alcohol. I know these people. They wouldn't do that. No, of course not. Probably some nut just climbed on the train. So then the magician performs again. And they're watching. Uh, Friar Hunk and the parrot are together next to the wall watching and Friar Hunk's being a dick and there he's doing this like magic where he disappears and he's behind them and then he brings back his assistant the drag queen and then all of a sudden Friar Hunk realizes that Parrot Boy next to him is dead and he's carrying him through the train screaming help help and nobody will help him nobody's even stopping they're all laughing at him why because you you do these practical jokes and you're a fucking dick so nobody believes you mr boy who cried wolf okay that's what you get and then he's like i i'm a doctor i should be able to help him and he didn't because he's dead and so he goes all baskety case and he tries to stop the train by pulling the little like lever and the conductor's like everybody hold on the train's gonna stop and then nothing happens and he's like oh what the hell so he runs all the way back to the front of the train uh, where the engineers should be. And he goes in there and there's no one there. So he tries to stop the train, almost derailing it because he's doing it wrong or whatever. And then some other conductor guy comes out. He's like, stop, you're going to derail us, blah, blah, blah. They stop the train. They make everybody get off in the snow because this was filmed in Canada in November, December of 79. So a very long time ago. They get everybody out in the snow and they're like, everybody take your mask off. So I want to see who's everybody who's here, blah, blah, blah. They search the train. They don't find anybody, and everybody gets back on the train. But while they're off, Friar Hunk and Jamie Lee Curtis are like, do you know what's happening? All the people that are dead are people that, you know, fucked over Kenny, and so we're next. And so they run off, 
back onto the train and try to sequester themselves in a little room. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I'm not staying in here with you. And she leaves and Friar Hunk's all there alone. And he keeps looking at shit and he looks at the closet and he opens it and he thinks somebody's in there. And then he opens another closet and no one's in there. And, and he's sitting there and he looks across and he sees under the seat across from him and he gets up to check there, but nope. The hand reaches out from under his seat and grabs him. And this hand has black nail polish. And then he never looks back, but the hand caresses his shoulder and he reaches over and he thinks it's Mitchy, his on and on girlfriend. And then all of a sudden just slices his throat. It's not him, her, obviously. It's clearly the killer. So then Jamie Lee Curtis finds the conductor again. He's like, I know who the killer is. It's the magician. Uh, I have proof. Come back. And so they go and find Friar Hunk's body in the top uh, bunk. And he rolls out. And his, then his head rolls out. And then Jamie Lee Curtis screams. And every time somebody on this train screams, they cut to the outside of the train and the whistle blowing. Which I thought was a fun, you know, transfer. So then they take Jamie Lee Curtis and they put her in an abandoned car. Or not an abandoned, like an unused car in an unused room. Alone. While they're off doing whatever. And I'm like, you know, maybe, you know, you're clearly the last one. And you know that this person is after you. Why would you be alone? Guard this bitch. This is where it's going to end up. But no, they put her alone in a car by herself. But she knows this is not going to work. So she sets up a fake version of herself and waits. Cut to the other end of the train where they think the magician is in the stage car. All the kids are like, we're going to kill him. We're going to kill him. And the conductor, again, on screen, always, is like, oh, you want to kill him? Here, have this X. But now think of all your friends and look at their bodies. Do you really want to kill him now? And they're like, no, whatever. So then they go search the stage car and the magician isn't there. <gasps> He's disappeared. Well, it's a magician. What do you expect him to do? So they're like, whatever. Then cut back to Jamie Lee Curtis alone in this room. And you see the killer sneak in with that saber from earlier. And he goes to stab it. And it's not her. It's the... Uh, blow-up doll with a bad wig, which actually did look like Jamie Lee Curtis's hair, which is not saying much for her hair. Or that wig. <laughs> Bye, wig. Uh, and then Jamie Lee Curtis busts out the closet and stabs... Maybe she stabs him with the saber. I don't remember. Anyway, someone gets stabbed, and then Jamie Lee Curtis runs, and then the killer runs, and the killer's in Mitchie's outfit with that old man mask that Mitchie was wearing. She didn't change into the Friar Hunk outfit because I guess because it didn't have a mask. Uh, you know, mask for mask. So anyways, they're running through the car because she didn't make sure he was dead. She stabs him then runs away. And then he starts following her. They get locked in this one... Uh, what's the word I want? Car. But it has this kind of cage in the center of it where all the... I don't know, it's the office of the train if a train had an office on it because it has like lamp and like desks and paper and all this shit. So she locks herself in there and the uh, killer starts 
bashing out the lights like in uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day? No, that's not what it was called. Anyways, where the guy in the mask breaks all the lights in the mine. Well, in this one, he's just breaking all the lights in the car, so the only lights are the ones that are on in that cage. And she gets the funny idea to take the thing that you used to stick letters on. Not letters, like paper. It's just a spike on a desk where you would just put notes or whatever through. I mean, we don't need that anymore since we have post-its, but old-timey thing. And she stabs it through his face and then tries to get out, and they're wrestling, and it's just this long, long fight scene that just goes on forever. And then he rips out her earring, and she squirts him with a, a fire extinguisher. And then, I think that was actually before the cage part, but whatever. Um, I'm like, why didn't you just bash his brain in with the fire extinguisher? Or any other thing. Like, she had him down so many times, but she just kept running away. It's just, everybody in horror movies just does it wrong. When you get the murderer down or knocked out, kill him. Kill, kill him. Like, cut his head off, kill him. Ugh. But, again, I guess that would make the movie t too short. So, anyway... Finally, they're, you know, fighting still, and they get between trains, and Jamie Lee Curtis finally shoves him off the train. Oh, God, this part went on forever. And then the conductor and all those people find her, and they take her away, and then it cuts to a scene of Kenny's arm reaching up the side of the train, because he's not dead. Clearly, nothing can kill this person. Cut to a little while later, they think he's dead, Jamie Lee Curtis is resting in some train car. Vanity is there with her. Vanity leaves for a second to go get coffee or something. I don't know, pee or whatever she's doing. And then you see, outside of the train, in the window, the mask upside down. And I'm like, this drag queen is a motherfucking gymnast hanging outside a moving train, upside down, in a mask... At night. And I was like, God damn, this drag queen really needs to kill this bitch. She is working it. Cut to Jamie Lee Curtis is now rolling around, or roaming around the train alone again. Let's leave her alone because she's clearly, you know, not in trouble. She goes into the magician's area behind the stage in the dance car. I guess it's a dance car. Do they add those? I don't know. I should do more research on this thing. I'm tired. I don't want to. Anyway, so she's going through the magician stuff and sees all this stuff about the magician in a scrapbook. And then all of a sudden, this magic box that all the swords go in opens and there is dead David Copperfield. And she's like, if he's not the one, then it has to be. So she runs to find the conductor. She runs and runs and runs and doesn't tell anybody else because she clearly would have had to have passed everybody else on the train. She runs and runs and runs to where the conductor's office is, or the conductor's train. And you see the conductor there at the table with his head down and his arms out. And she sits down and she's like, it's not the magician, it's not the magician. I don't know who it is. And she, the conductor grabs her arms and you find out it's not the conductor. It is Kenny in this weird, clear, scary mask like Shelley had in the Friday the 13th movie. So many parallels. Anyway. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, she grabs him. 
And then it's this whole thing about, oh, you're the better magician. It should have been you. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do this to you, Kenny. And then Kenny's like, kiss me. I never told you. I'm so sorry. You haven't changed. I saw your picture in the yearbook. I never knew you liked magic. I watched you tonight. You liked him. Oh. Kenny, you're better than he is. I'm sure you're better than him. flashes back to when Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis was saying kiss me when she was pretending to be the corpse and then him saying kiss me and so she kisses him and then he freaks out and he starts flailing around and he gets this cloth over his head and he's rolling around screaming I don't understand why her kiss made him scream like girl you need to you know learn to kiss better if that's gonna make men go absolutely insane or maybe that she was doing it right i don't know i've never made a man go insane huh what does that say about me <laughs> anyway uh crazy kenny thing over his head rolling around on the train and then the conductor comes back the one who's been on screen too much is back with a shovel and he just bangs kenny in the face and knocks him out an open door on a train super safe and kenny falls out of the door while they're over a bridge down into a frozen river and you see his body slowly <laughs> drift downstream and i'm like okay kenny drag queen come back from that i want to see i want to see you get back from that though that actually would have been a really cool sequel he shows up with like, I don't know, freezer burn marks on his face or I don't know, missing parts because of frostbite, frostbite, not freezer burn. That's what you get in the freezer. Anyway, so he's clearly dead now. Then that's it. End credits. I was like, they didn't do, they didn't, what? That was it. Just his dead body. And then black, done. Okay, you all asked for this movie. I liked this movie. I watched it a couple times for this. It grew on me both times. I liked it. I liked the kills. I liked the jumping costumes. I liked that a drag queen gets to be a killer for a minute. The only thing was, I saw it way too early. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I just can clock a drag queen from a mile away. You know, you see your own. Takes one to know one. All that. But... I don't know. I I do really like this movie. I probably will watch it again. Not for this podcast, clearly, but, you know, for some other thing. So, yeah. That was it. Oh, sorry, I yawned. That's terrible. Um, So that was 1980's Terror Train. As picked by you. And I hope you're all proud of yourselves. <laughs> so, as always... Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. And as my friend Julia here will tell you. Tell your friends! Thank you, Julia. I hope they do tell all their friends. Uh, you can find me on Reflections of Darkness on Instagram or Evil Queen SF on Instagram. 
feel free to slide into my DMs. Any questions, comments, concerns, photos, videos, whatevers. I mean, I need something to stay stimulated during the quarantine time. And yeah, I guess that's it. So keep on watching scary movies. I know I will be. <laughs> Bye.